Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome, my friends, to tonight's very special Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. Understanding, loving our transgender, gender neutral, and gender queer humans. We have a very beautiful a show full of wisdom and a show where some beautiful humans are going to be sharing about their journeys. Let's let the music play us in, my friends. Greetings and welcome, my friends, and a happy Thanksgiving to all of those in the USA that celebrate. Uh, our, our friends north of us had their Thanksgiving not too long ago. We welcome you to our show tonight. And tonight, I've been Adam and I, and Adam's on the show tonight, Adam Bodie, Autumn Stars on the show tonight. And uh, we have a very special show. And we had this show planned before what happened this past weekend, but it brought to light even more so the need for this type of show. And we're creating a show tonight with some awareness, some understanding, some personal truth about being transgender, gender neutral, gender queer. This is is something that we all need. We all need to understand there's so much misinformation, discrimination, and just write out hate that are thrown to the transgender, gender neutral, and gender cured community. And there's, there's, there's a ramp up in that hate for gays and lesbians and bisexuals and pansexuals as well. <laughs> Some people hate equally everyone that they don't understand or everyone that challenges their experience or their minds in some way in understanding that guess what? There's billions and billions of humans and we're all unique and for me this show is important and we're going to create a show tonight that you can share with your friends and family 
And we know that we're reaching out tonight and there's people that are hearing us around the world. And we know that there are parts of the world that you're listening to this show tonight. And I know I've received emails from some of you. And you are in places that even to be gay or bisexual or lesbian, can, you, can, you can be killed. If not by your fellow citizens, by your country. And certainly those that have been some of the most persecuted, the most discriminated against, and the most truly lied about have been our transgender and gender neutral and gender queer humans. And so tonight, I know many of you that listen are of love and light. I've I've already received some messages from people that saw what the show was going to be tonight. And they're like, thank you, Charles. (laughs) You know, and we have also invited, we may have a few other guests that pop on throughout the show tonight. Um, And if you're out there and you're listening and you have the ability, uh, we also, which I just did, thank you. I almost forgot, but we're also launching our chat room tonight. So if you have questions, we know that over 95% of the people listen when the show's not live. But if you are going to listen and you want to be come into the chat room, you can come into the chat room by going to the bottom of the show's description while it's live. I've had people go, I tried, and it's not working. It only works when it's live. (laughs) When we're not live, you can't chat because we're not live anymore. But if you go into the chat room, we, that's at the bottom of the show's description. It'll say, you know, launch chat or be in the chat. That is open. So if you have questions or you want to share, you can also call into the show. We're going to really be careful with our callers. We don't want, you know, this is respectful and loving and, and informative. And so if I don't know you <laughs> and you're calling in, we may not be letting you on the show because we, we will have, we'll screen the calls before we let them on. But if you'd like to call in, if you're out there listening and this relates to your life and relates to your family's life and you want to call in and share, 646-716-8069 is the number to call. 646-716-8069. It's also in the show's description. And we'll take a couple breaks where I'll be able to uh, check on the callers if, if there's some that I'm uh, unaware of. But we will be... We will be uh, scanning those calls and making sure that if the people are coming on, they're coming on to say good things or to share their stories. And before we get deep into tonight, I want to let you know that we worked with you on Monday night. Originally, we were going to be with you Monday and Wednesday and take Friday off. What happened in my family, I was taking Friday off because my daughter and her husband and the grandkids were coming over for Thanksgiving, unfortunately, uh, but also fortunately because they caught it. Uh, My daughter was having some issues. She had some uh, test done, found out that she had a small aneurysm. They did an angiogram yesterday, and they're going to be doing some uh, what should be in everything they saw. They've said it was quite normal. There's nothing unusual. And on the 30th, they're going to be doing uh, simple surgery to to correct it. Everything is okay. She's going to be okay. I appreciate everyone, but she also needed some, you know, some recuperation time. So she's not coming. So this Friday, we are going to have a Friday night spiritual night. And it's going to be about family and friends, connection, love, and meditation. So we're going to do a meditation for you to share with all the family and friends that you're laying back, wanting to relax, right? Take a day off from all the craziness of the holidays. And you can invite them, whether they're in the room with you, and you can invite your friends to, to join you in that meditation, wherever they are around the world 
whether we're live or afterwards, but it's going to be a special show and a special meditation for you to have this kind of love and connection meditation with your friends and family and also connecting with those that are part of your spiritual entourage. So it's going to be fun. Those fun family love meditation that you can share with everybody. That's going to be on Friday night. And since we weren't on Monday and I was going to do a show kind of helping get ready for family and friends being around. If you go back and listen to loving, loving those who need it the most November 7th, that was a good one about connecting with friends and family and working through some of your struggles. So if you've got it, if you have need for that, go back and listen to that show and we'll be with you Friday. We're also going to be with you all of the next week, a week from Friday, December 2nd. And I'm going to, uh, my, our, Adam knows about it. Autumn doesn't, but I'm doing a special birthday show and I'm going to have a lot of them. I invite Autumn to be part of it too. A lot of different people that just want to say hi, happy birthday and uh, celebrate the love and light mission. So that'll be December 2nd. And uh, I don't want to say it for sure because I don't know that we said it. Maybe we'll ask Autumn about it, but we're, we're looking forward to having Autumn on in December as well. Initially, we're looking at the ninth. I hope that still works and you're going to hear a lot more about Autumn and their journey, their mission, their healing, uh, so much different types of healing that Autumn is a part of and offers. So friends, I'm without further ado, I'm going to bring on our special guest tonight, and we're going to have their beautiful souls, both of them very much living all of who they are. And that's the, big, the biggest thing, and I say it on the show all the time, the whole relax, let go, and be is relax your mind and body. Let go of fears and judgments, and with great joy, be all of who you are. Be you, because when you're being you, not only are you happier, and you're sending a lot of love and light out, but you're also being there so that people that do want to understand more, people that want to connect with you, people that love you, they learn, they gain awareness and wisdom through your life. Many times I've had friends and family over the years call me up and say, hey, Charles, I'm, you know, and, and on this very issue, my niece, who I was hoping to have on tonight, and we'll have her on at a later time, she pointed out to me that she was the, I was the first person she came to and said, Uncle Charles, I'm transgender. And later when her mother, she told her mother, her mother knew that she talked to me first and said, I'm glad she did, and I knew she got a lot of love, and I knew that she felt safe to come and have that conversation. And being all of who we are, as much as there might be people who, who don't understand, who throw some hate or throw some ignorance our way, what happens more often than not is you have people that come to you and say, I have something I need to share. And it's, whether it's trans, whether it's about sexuality, whether it's about their lives in general, when you're being all of who you are and you're allowing and respecting and celebrating other people doing the same, you create some safety for your friends and family to come to you and to be all of who they are with you. And so that's beautiful. And it's rewarding in your life in so many ways. Part of being able to do that is being able to understand that sometimes we don't, right? Sometimes if we haven't walked in someone else's shoes, as many people that I've helped over the years that have been transgender or gender neutral or gender queer, I'm not them. They're them. And so they have things that they can share that I possibly, that I couldn't possibly. I can have compassion. I can 
I can allow myself to be aware and learn and be part of that journey. But what I can't do, experience what they've experienced. And I can't share it because I don't have that experience. And so I'm glad. And we're bringing Autumn and Adam to the show. And there they are. So Adam and Autumn, you're on. <laughs> uh, and let's let's uh, let's take, let's start with you a little bit, Autumn. Uh, you're both a, a professional. You're a master degree social worker. Uh, you're ordained. I noticed, you know, by exploring your your website and some of the things that you offer and do, that there's also uh, both a Jewish and, if I'm right, a Native background. Is that correct? Just Jewish, no Native. Just okay, okay. You grew up in some areas that were native. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I grew on on uh, I grew up in New York State on uh, Seneca Nation land in the Finger Lakes region out in the hills. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, and yes, I am a master's in social work recently, which is a interesting new adventure and yeah, I've done some a little bit of officiating for folks. I've been a little all over the place in my journey and kind of how I want to show up in the world and my passion and purpose. Nice. And uh, talk a little bit, if you will, about both your journey and your mission, because I know your journey has, has been your personal journey of discovery, but then I also know that you also work with people on a variety, from a variety of backgrounds or, or dealing with a variety of issues and are welcoming to them. You're, yeah. So talk yeah. a little bit yeah, about, sure. about yourself and then, and then how that molded into you becoming the practitioner that you are today. Good. Well, yeah, let's see. Um, I would say I, I grew up in a pretty like welcoming and supportive family in a small town. So not a lot of exposure. I didn't grow up around many uh, folks in the queer community at all. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, I remember my parents had uh, a couple that they were friends with a lesbian couple that they were close with. So it wasn't, it wasn't like my family was definitely, my parents were pretty, hippie, back-to-the-lander, alternative folks. <laughs> and and that offered a lot of opportunity and possibility. There, the feeling around, like, gender roles in my family was not very, like, normative. There was a lot of play and flexibility in, you know, what does it mean and who does what kind of thing. But there right. was also still influence of the world and influence of, you know, what my parents had grown up in. And I would say I didn't really, I didn't come to exploring my own relationship to gender until I was about 16, which actually kind of came pretty hand in hand with my exploration of my sexuality. Um, And it was one of those uh, moments in which I actually for the first time like had a girl approach me I was 16 years old and I was like oh wait a minute (laughs) um and just had this experience of all of a sudden my world making a lot more sense after 
not really having thought about for sure my sexuality had definitely been like open to the idea that maybe I was could be queer or whatever but never really was able to feel into it and I definitely you know make sense growing up in a world where that's like not really what you see or what is you're exposed to or what's validated as something that is you know I don't know anything other than problematic or weird or you know all the things that we get shown so yeah I kind of like I feel like I'm, I'm like I have this question for myself of like what would have happened if if the girl who came up to me and you know, like essentially asked me out, hadn't like how long would it have taken me? (laughs) Um, But everything made a lot more sense all of a sudden for me in my life. And it pretty quickly went from like that to also exploring my gender identity and my relationship to my gender, which I think had been happening in different ways, but more in relationship to standards and norms around like body image in in relationship to being born assigned female at birth birth and perceived as female for the first 16 years of my life for sure um yeah but i would say it was around then and i and i feel pretty lucky really in that my ability to explore my gender once i realized i wanted to was was pretty well supported. I think both, I didn't feel like my family was necessarily a big part of it, but I didn't feel like I had to hide from them, which is huge in the queer world as many of oh, us yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I was in an age where I, I had a pretty alternative experience growing up. I didn't go to school most of the time. I was homeschooled and unschooled. And so I actually was, starting college, I was already in college at 16, and I ended up being in Rochester, New York, and I spent, at 17, and I spent so much time in a coffee shop called Equal Grounds Coffee Shop, which definitely a big shout out, because that was the local LGBTQIA plus coffee shop, and I spent so much time there. Um, And that was really kind of my experience of being able to explore, was kind of in a space where I got got lucky in that um just being surrounded by community and was able to put myself in that place I did all my studying for school there and would just be there all the time became definitely kind of one of my homes um and it gave you the opportunity to explore yourself yeah yeah big time and feel like I didn't I would say my relationship to my gender continues to grow and change. I enjoy being able to embody and explore gender. It feels expansive to me. And so I wouldn't say I like started and all of a sudden knew what was happening and who I was. I was like, mom, no, let's see what, what this looks like, what this feels like. Um, my expression of gender changed a lot continues to change um yeah but it it was really explorative which I feel I feel blessed to have and and wish for everyone in the world that that is something that that we can have access to because it's an incredible thing to feel like you can actually to explore um changes a lot versus feeling like you got to be boxed in and 
figure it out or know what's going on, right? Right, or fit or not fit. Yeah, yeah. And and I actually pretty quickly, um, while I was up in Rochester hanging out at this coffee shop, ended up getting connected in with the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network in Rochester. And I, at 17, started facilitating trainings with them on bullying and harassment towards LGBTQ students in schools um, in the Rochester City School District. And I feel like I like went from like, you know, oh, hey, wait a minute. I think I'm I'm queer to like, oh, I'm already going to be in a space where I can like talk about this and like educate people or work with people. So it, it kind of from the get go was a place in which I wanted to not necessarily be really like, uh, like political in how I show up or anything like that. But I, but I wanted to be part of communicating and sharing about what it means to be queer in this world and also how do we create space where we understand each other and learn from each other like you're saying in the beginning Charles like so much of the hate that gets created in this world is around not understanding each other or being ignorant or not having exposure to to who people are and what that means right so much of the disconnection is what is create and fosters the ability to hate each other. Um, yeah, that was kind it, of the beginning it, for me. Yeah, and it's also you just you hit on you know a few things. You had a place you could go where it was encouraged, and you could have that time to to kind of explore. And I had a friend ask me, and it, I'm, I'm not I'm not shaming anyone when I say this, and I'm not going to say their names. But I get it. I had some friends recently knowing that the show was coming up, and they were like, well, we're going to listen because we pretty much understand transgender, we think, but we're, we're, we're not sure about gender neutral and gender queer. And we have friends that have children that are staying the 12, 13 years old, and they're going through this exploration. And, and one thing for people to understand, and as we talk about this, and we'll bring Adam in a little bit as well, it's there are there there are so many spectrums within us right there's a mental spectrum a physical spectrum you can be really tall or really short or really heavy or really skinny or you could have you know and and then when it comes to sexuality where some people get confused is that sexuality is as far as being gay or lesbian or bisexual or pansexual uh those those are who you're attracted to who you sexually are drawn to and and then and then there's another spectrum that goes all the way from I like to have sex or sexual you know relations with my partners or with or with the ways that I frame my world and I like to have it all the time or I like once a month or all the way and one of the first things that and then it was interesting to me how the universe works one of the things I didn't fully understand, even when I was studying, was about asexuals, and I was pretty sure I'd never known an asexual. And then my very first, very first client is a couple 
and and the, the it's a heterosexual couple and the man is asexual and so it, it was like oh i'm gonna learn right now about what that means and so that and that's one spectrum but another spectrum is gender and and it's interesting because people and even this couple i was speaking to them they were a lesbian couple and they were and they were saying you know we understand gay and lesbian bisexual but then you know they're like, but then some of these gender neutral, gender queer is new. And I just looked at, I was telling Adam, I looked at him and I said, is being lesbian new? Did being lesbian just come around in the 70s? <laughs> or have there always been lesbians? And the thing is about when it comes to transgender and gender neutral, gender queer, sometimes people don't understand, no, this isn't new. This isn't just because people have the ability now to explore themselves. And thank goodness there's places like you, what you're mentioning. We're seeing a lot better presentation in media and movies and, and out in the world, people talking and sharing. But my friends, this is not new. <laughs> there have been transgender and gender neutral and gender queer people throughout history. We now are creating the opportunity for people to be who all of who they are. And you mentioned it too, the two sides of, of, of what's out there for people. One is that in, if you don't think, and the bottom line is you don't think you know anyone, chances are they're out there. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends. I had one friend who was a very rough person and, and, and kind of, a, you know, honestly, kind of racist, kind of, you know, kind of a, in, a, in a deeply conservative place. And at one point, and he was a pastor that I knew here in town. At one point he told me, he's like, Charles, never in my congregation or life have I ever met a gay, lesbian, or trans person. I said, I bet you haven't because they've never felt comfortable enough to tell you. He was like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. I'm like, yeah, but you would not be the person knowing you from your outside and your presentation that I would come speak any of those truths to. <laughs> so you have to work on that. Um, so before we bring Adam on a little bit, and he's going to speak a lot about transgender, for you and your journey and to help people understand on that spectrum because there is a definite difference between transgender and gender neutral or gender queer. And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I identify myself as gender queer. Um, I think part of the uh, thing that I appreciate about the term gender queer is that it really means you have to ask me more questions to understand how I relate to my own gender. It doesn't give you a lot of definitive answers and I generally speaking am someone who doesn't really like boxes too much so it's <laughs> a great option for me um, and I would say one of the descriptors that I have come to really enjoy about how I relate to my gender is gender expansive um, I feel like there, right? Like if we're thinking about being on a spectrum, say, right, you could right. say there's like, you could say the spectrum goes cisgender to transgender, if you want to, that's one option. Even okay. on that spectrum, it leaves a, it leaves a lot of like, okay, but are we thinking then that leaves a lot of binary options and what's in the middle? And for me, there's almost this experience in relationship to gender where I'm like, there, it's not linear. 
it doesn't just exist. It's like, how to describe it? It feels like it is evolving. It is movement. It is a way of understanding and existing in myself that is more about being in relationship with myself than anything else. Um, it is a, yeah. And whereas yeah, a transgender person, and we'll and Adam's been patient, we'll bring him on here in a minute, but as a transgender person definitely feels and and knows that they're in the wrong body and they and they then pursue through hormones and surgeries having their body match their mind and their spirit per se. As a gender neutral or gender queer person, that's not necessarily part of the path, part of the journey. You know, what I would say is I would be careful about any kind of definitives. Because oh, everyone's, everyone's unique, okay? Because everyone's unique, right? Like I think I, I have people in my life who identify as transgender but don't want to take hormones or do any kind of surgery, and that doesn't invalidate their experience as a transgender person, right? That doesn't absolutely, mean they have to absolutely. be gender neutral or gender queer, right? So it's like... Yes. It's, it's fascinating, and I think it's interesting because, because we, get, we can get caught up in the, like, okay, well, what are the specific definitions? And it's like, goodness gracious, when I started doing those trainings with, with the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, listen, transgender was specifically much more defined around wanting to change or alter your body even if you didn't the want to right and that was kind of more the way it was understood and and now we're coming into this place where i hear people talking and it's like there's there's the two options around how to kind of categorize your gender is either your cis or your transgender right in terms of like how we're framing it and i'm like well i'm because either you want to stay in your body the way it is or you want it to change, right? And I'm like, well, that doesn't work for me because I'm not cisgender. I don't, I don't identify as female of which I was born assigned female at birth, which is how cisgender is kind of framed, right? That you actually right. identify with the gender that is assigned to you based on your anatomy, right? Right, right, um, right. But transgender for me because of when I grew up understanding queerness and and all the letters in the LGBTQIA plus alphabet, right? right? I specifically did not identify as transgender because that felt like a space that wasn't true for me. I, I am not interested in taking hormones or having surgery in order to feel like I exist in the right body for me, right? Right. But but that leaves me like, okay, so what what am I, right? And and it feels interesting because I think there is more transgender is being used more in umbrella term ways and because of when I grew up, I have some sensitivity of like I don't wanna actually take up space in a, a, like naming myself as transgender because that feels like a very specific experience that I don't have direct relationship with. But goodness gracious, there's so many options and it keeps evolving and how do we understand ourselves and each other? It's like, it's all about 
each of us individually and how we understand and how we relate to each other and how we, I think, support each other, right, in having the opportunity to explore and question and um, hold each other well. So yes, that's my very long-winded answer to your question. No, that's again, really good. I remember the specifics of. <laughs> no, no, because, it, it, you know, it's, it, and then Zoom will bring Adam on here for a minute, too. But, yeah, it, it's uh, – it's true, and, and and you know I've been involved in the, in the community for a number of years, and and working with PFLAG and the Illinois Business Alliance, which is our LGBTQAI business alliance, and and was there when the letters grew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First it was yeah. gay and lesbian, and it it took a bit for us to even. I remember the when we added the bisexual piece. I'm like, yeah, we've been here for a long time. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for making us count. <laughs> and right. and much and much what you two may have experienced in that the gender piece and the uh, transgender piece for me and for a lot of people when you first came out as bisexual you would either have people say well you're just going through a phase or just pick one mm-hmm. you you're yep. just gay right. just say you're gay Charles it would be like well no I could but that wouldn't be accurate <laughs> you know what I mean and so I like what you're <laughs> saying when it comes to gender it's kind of the same. I too have known people that definitely identify and for them uh, being and identifying as transgender, but they've also for a variety of reasons, sometimes because they want to have children, sometimes because it's just a choice they want to make. One friend of mine, and he had a really hard time, really hard time when he made the transition because he did choose not to do the uh, uh hormones and that were that was because of some sensitivities to uh medications and there were some worries about some allergic reactions things like that and also ultimately decided that for him he wasn't going to pursue the surgeries at that time this is years back the bottom surgery for fdms was not real and the top surgery could be leave you with scars and he didn't want that and so he decided you know what i'm going to live this way i get and he even told me he goes and it's so interesting the way you said it, Autumn, because it's the same way you said it. Can't I just be who I am and decide that, and I honor my friends that and family that this is, they want to do these things. For me, the fact that I don't want to do these things doesn't mean I don't feel the way I feel and I'm not who I am. And I'm like, I gotcha. I understand. Okay. You know. Um, so Adam, and, and we've had you on the show before, but Talk a little bit as though no one knows <laughs> about your growing up and uh, and in your case, have been transgender and autistic. Um, well, um, for me, being transgender um, has been an experience where I feel like my body doesn't match who I am uh, on the inside. And uh, identify a straight male, however, I was born a male. Um, Can you break it up a little bit, Adam? Uh, Not quite sure. Might... <clears throat> Some of it, we're getting a little bit of breakup. I'm not sure why. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, for me, the transgender piece is more about like um, a body just to a man on the inside. I identify a straight male, but I was a female. At birth. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah. I'm going to stop you for a minute because you're really breaking up. Do you want to try 
reconnecting or calling back in? Because um, yeah, it's really breaking you up. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, either try the link again or, yeah. Sorry about that. Adam's going to, sometimes that happens. Uh, where, who knows why. <laughs> but we'll, we'll bring, because uh, that was not good. We were not able to understand him very well at all. Um, so while we're waiting for Adam to come back, uh, we do have somebody in the chat room that is posted. He said, gay is a choice, gender is not. Just as a gentle awareness uh, from all the people that I've worked with and known, I would say neither one is actually a choice. Would you agree with that, Autumn? Yeah, definitely. I know people feel that way, feel like, well, if you're gay or bisexual, you chose to do that. I know many people uh, who are gay and bisexual, and it truly is who they are. Not They don't choose that way. They are that way. And you can't be forced to, you know, like someone can't be forced to choose something they're not. There used to be a lot of thought about, you know, and there are a lot of studies have been done around that very question. And... Uh, but I understand that for a lot of people, they think that gay or lesbian is a choice, um, but it truly isn't. Uh, are you back, Adam? Yes, I'm back. Let's see how we're doing. <clears throat> okay, so um, <laughs> I'll start over. Um, so like, for me, my experience being transgender has just been like uh, my Adam, you're body. Still break it up. I'm oh, sorry. I take the head, take the head out. Maybe. maybe try that. Yeah. Yeah. This works better. Hear me. Let's see if that's better. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Does that work better? Let's try. Say something. <laughs> yeah. um, well, for me, uh, being gender has been like an experience where like my body doesn't match up with who I am on the inside. I mean, I identify as a straight male, uh, but I was born female. Um, Adam, uh, it's still breaking yeah. up bad. Do you want to try calling in? I'm not sure, but it's breaking up really bad. Like we can't. We can't hear you. So I'm going to text you the number because you probably have it. But just try that. And so it could be it could be the Wi-Fi connection. Sometimes if the Wi-Fi connection is a little rough, it won't come in as good. Could be the okay. computer. Hard to say. All right. Sorry. We'll, try, we'll have you call in. I'll look for you. <laughs> oh my. Sometimes that happens. We work through. Um, Autumn, so for you, uh, so for you, you like you said, and it's not linear, like transgender, you know, it's not like over here is cisgendered and then all the way over here is uh, transgender. And then even when you say transgender, that can mean a lot of different things, depending on the individual. Yeah. When I mean a lot of different things, a lot of different things as far as what they, how they pursue that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, 
because some people definitely are transgender. There's not a question about it. And, and, and it becomes also the times of when they were born, um, not just in getting ready to this show, but in some of the works I've done for PFLAX and others. Uh, it's, I've seen Adam come back there. It's been, uh, they shared with me that, you know, trans people have existed throughout time. You know, I've I worked with some Native people over the years that talked about these to call it twin spirits. And in fact, if you were gay or lesbian or you were transgender in certain tribes and Native peoples around the world, you were celebrated as being more of a master spirit because the idea of being only a master spirit would choose to come and experience in this way, that a younger spirit, for lack of terminology, wouldn't choose that. Um, and so it's funny to me because I've had a lot of people say that, well, you know, trans only started here recently. No, we know that trans people went back thousands and thousands of years. And and same with gay, lesbian, bisexuals. They were around. They've been around forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no. Let's see if, let's see if, I think that's Adam. Is that you, Adam? Yes, this is me. <laughs> we can hear you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's just the Wi-Fi that can be an issue. Um, so yeah. no worries. <laughs> so start. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. Okay. Um. <clears throat> well, I mean, for me, being transgender was kind of pivotal because, like, um, I I kind of grew up, um, like identifying more with boys rather than girls, and I always knew that I I wanted to be a boy. And um, it's something that, like, I identify more as a straight male than anything, even though I was born female. Um, I've just always kind of knew that I had had been transgender, but I didn't really um, come out until I was 18. And that was an experience. Um but basically, like, for me being transgender, it just means, like, my body just doesn't match who I am on the inside. And, and uh, you know, I went through a lot of things in my teens where I really started to look at myself differently and how I identified. And um, just, like, going through that while I was in school was um, interesting because I never felt, like, safe to come out. Um, because of, like, friends and, like, the community just, like, judging me or whatever. Um, and I often struggled, like, in the teen years with a lot of low self-esteem due to my body dysphoria. And um, it really started affecting me, like, during puberty when I realized, you know, I don't look like the other boys that I wanted to, you know, be or whatever. <laughs> and so I guess growing up transgender for me like um, my family was always really ex- accepting like mostly like my mom was always really accepting and supportive and understanding of my journey. Uh, my father, however, had been kind of unsupportive and not really understanding or accepting of the transition. And I've dealt with a lot of discrimination uh, 
due to being transgender and like uh especially like for example like during my pregnancy because um i had a daughter uh biologically and so um going through that experience with the transgender piece was hard because people just were really ignorant and didn't understand uh, why I would be transgender and have a child or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, and I've seen that in a few circumstances, you know, a few of the friends that I know, that's like the, uh, that shows they, they knew they were transgender, but they also knew that they wanted to have a child so that affected right. their use of the hormones. That if they made choices to have the children first, then go through any changes. Um, and one thing I think it's important for people to know, and someone had asked, but you already answered the question about, you know, what type of family do you, because you grew up with a mom and a dad, and they were kind of a religious family, correct? Yes. And... And so, and then like you said, your, your mom... Uh, Basically, when you told her, she knew. And I've known that I, one or both parents, when I've, when I've had people that I knew were, were working with clients that were transgender, one or, one or both parents would say, as soon as, as soon as they shared it with us, we were like, oh, so much makes sense now. There's a big difference between being gay, lesbian, or bisexual and being transgender. And, and one of the things that people who don't fully get it will think oh well you just want to be this or there's something about it that's more attractive to you no there's a big difference between being attracted to somebody uh or i mean about someone that you know is a good example and she's going to hate that i said this on the air but i've mentioned it before there was a time at which my daughter when she was very young and we were a very open family in many ways and and she was very young, and she literally at one point said, came to me and her mom and said, when does my penis grow in? <laughs> and we were like, um, okay. So we asked the pediatrician about it. We said, hey, she's asking about this. Should we be, you know, what, you know, what, how do we handle this? And, and how do we know if maybe this does this, you know, what's the differences between that being trans or not? And they rightly her pediatrician rightly said, rightly said, you know what, just let it play out. Don't say, don't feed misinformation. Never lie to your children. <laughs> you know I mean, don't say, yes, it's going to grow in in a couple of years. You know I mean, explain right. <laughs> that that's not going to happen and why that's not going to happen. And then watch how that reaction unfolds. You know what I mean? So there was a difference between her literally thinking that that was just something that was going to happen somewhere down the road and not understanding about gender and et cetera, then truly feeling different. Everyone I've ever talked to that was transgender and many of the gender neutral and gender queer humans too will say very early on in their lives. They act a certain way, uh, or they very early in their early on in life, long before they even know who they are as a person, they will realize that they are something's different. Something doesn't quite fit. Right. Sometimes it's the earliest memory they have. <laughs> as, as opposed to people that very much may come out in life as being gay, lesbian, or bisexual, 
that can happen at any time of life. And that also is on a, on a spectrum, but it's a completely different thing. And that's, I think, for people that are fully outside the community, sometimes they don't understand. Sexuality and sexual attraction is one thing. Gender identity is completely different. Because like you said, as a, as a human, your experience is that I see and experience myself as a cisgendered heterosexual male is the way that your consciousness in your mind and body spirit understand yourself. Does that make sense? Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I... I uh grew up knowing pretty early like um i had like male role models and stuff that i grew up around and you know i just really more identified with the male role and uh i wanted to be uh more true to myself and when i came out as transgender it was interesting like I had a really supportive mom uh, uh, about everything, and she was very understanding. And, I mean, I, I've dealt with a lot of people who have been unsupportive, though. I mean, uh, my my dad included um, has been unsupportive and not really understanding or accepting because of his background, and he's very conservative and um and I've dealt with a lot of discrimination in different places, the general public and the workplaces and whatnot, just uh, because of being transgender. But that's why it's so important for me to, like, stick up for who I am and um, really show people, like, you know, like, I'm that transgenders are just people, too, you know. Yes, we're all humans, and we're all experiencing being human. And yes. and I know, too, that there's, you know, these, this, these friends that I was talking about that I talked earlier this week said to me, you know, do you, don't you think maybe because there is more room and support for people to explore that maybe that's why people are exploring more and maybe they're struggling with, or, or exploring some of these things and they wouldn't normally explore it or they wouldn't normally be it. And the answer is no. Now they have the ability to explore and they still might. You know, I've seen kids that, yes, now they have the opportunity to kind of see and understand a little more. They might explore it. They're still going to arrive at who they are. So you might have a cisgendered male who's heterosexual that sees and understands some things and thinks about it and maybe explores it but understands, nope, this is what I am. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to make somebody, you you can't make a person be something they're not. Right. You're not, yeah, I've never, you know, one of the, one of the misinformations about gendered, queer, and transgender people is that, oh, there's a lot of people that think that and then they go through the hormones or they go through changes or they, and then they're sad about it and they're upset about it. Absolutely not the truth. I've never had that happen. You know, and I was I was looking up and actually watching a special that, that was basically about kind of some of the misinformation that's out there. And one of the things it said is that often it will get quoted in some of these other, you know, people that are aren't aren't as informed will actually come come out and 
we bring out these you know, like fifty percent of trans people wish that they weren't trans. That's, nope, not a that's just not a real thing. <laughs> it's not even close right. to a real thing in any way whatsoever. Um, for years, there were those church groups and things that would uh, say that they could change you if you were gay and lesbian. And again, it was proven that they and they even their founder and many of the people in it came out and said that all their research and all their statistics that they gave were 100% wrong and they were lies. And the person, in a psychological sense, they thought, you know what, if, if we tell them you can do it, then they'll believe they can do it. <laughs> so so I, I kind of saw the logic, question mark, but it wasn't real. Sure. It turns out that, right. they, you know, he, he, would have, he would eventually say that, that they had zero percent success. <laughs> zero. Um, right. They got people to deny themselves for a period of time. They didn't get to, to change who they were. Um, awesome. And uh, Autumn, is there, for you, you said you also had a pretty supportive family and, and uh, community, even though in the community you really didn't, until you got into college and into a bigger area, you didn't have the examples or possibilities, if that might make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like ultimately for me, I ended up having a fair amount of support. And, and I think just kind of like from where you were talking about, I think it's it's one of the things that people don't think about or understand is that piece you were talking about of like so much of being being able to embody your gender or your sexuality um but is in relationship to the world we're in right there are people all over the world who are transgender gender neutral gender queer and nobody knows it and they might not even know it themselves because they have done such a good job repressing in order to stay safe right like we know that that trauma and ptsd are things that actually influence the way that we experience ourselves and that we can lose entire memories, entire experiences because of trauma. And so existing as an LGBTQIA plus queer person means like the likelihood of you interacting with, with experiences that you ultimately because of that is like high right chances are pretty high and so because of that you you might consciously or subconsciously usually subconsciously end up shutting yourself down or boxing yourself in in ways to stay safe and so I think that I think that's part of where that conversation comes in where people are like well but maybe it's just not real like why don't you just do something different and it's like the way that the way that we're able to do something different is when we're really, really harmed. And so we're shutting ourselves off, not because we actually can change who we are. Right. Um, Right. I just think it's one of those pieces that people don't really kind of like you were saying, Charles, when the friend of yours who was like, you know, well, I don't think I've been around anyone who's, you know, 
LGBTQ and, and you being like, well, yeah, because they wouldn't come to you and tell you that, right? Like, it's not that we're not there or we're not in our identities. It's that we might be hiding even from ourselves in order to be safe, you know, in the world we live in. Yeah, and there are places around the world, like I talked about when we started off the show, there are places around the world where today, today, you could be, if you know, Iran's a good example, Saudi Arabia's another example, you know, that uh, where if you come out as anything in the spectrum, you can be put to death. Put to death. Not just go to jail, you know, they will kill you. Um, and so that, and sometimes we get emails from people from some of those areas and they'll say, thank you for the show, even gender. Uh, back a few months ago, we got some emails from some uh, girls in Afghanistan because in Afghanistan, gender itself is, is you know, much as, as much as around the world for females, you know, they're not allowed school. They're not allowed um, to live or be uh, who they are as people because of their gender. And, and one of the things they mentioned is that listening to the show, they heard me say more than once that you are loved and you're a beautiful male, female, all gender, you know, and they, in the email, the girl said, you're the first man we've ever heard say that as females were loved and equal. And, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry about that, and I'm not alone. <laughs> There's a lot of people that believe that uh, you're special as well. Um, it's just a part of the world that you live in that doesn't. And we do have a question from somebody, and it came in on the because I also have a lot of my friends listen, and they'll send text questions. And so we had a text question, and I've heard this before. Matter of fact, I saw a famous um, – David, I'm going to say it very nice. I'm not going to try. He's a writer, and he writes a lot of real pissy books. Saharas, I always say it Saharas, anyway, he even came out and did something where, in a, similar to what this person's asking, is that, and this might be for you, Autumn, since you're talking about the gender queer. For some people that grew up uh, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, my one friend has just texted, 52. Queer was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. When someone called you queer, they said it in a harmful way. They were right. singling you out because, and again, by definition, queer is is something that is means difference, you know. But it also became, for some people, it became harmful. It became when they called you. And in someone saying it's still that way in some places when they called you queer, that they meant that as a bad thing. So, mm-hmm. and, and even coming into the show, I had that from a few people to say, ask about the gender gripper. So for, and you are of a new generation and you are mm-hmm. of a new, so, and I know that when you say it, you're not meaning harm by it. Mm-hmm. So talk about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's a great, it's a great piece that I actually really appreciate the conversation around because I think one of the really important pieces that I don't think always gets acknowledged or talked about in in LGBTQIA plus community is 
that in terms of being connected in community, there's a lot of right? We've been scattered. We've, we've been denied the ability to gather, right? Because our places are, are targeted or whatever. And so I think there's actually an interesting part of that that ties into there are, there are generational differences and, you know, people have totally different experiences. So for me, the term queer feels really empowering and there's folks who are in the community where queer is, is not a word that they want associated with them, right? And and I'm, for me, I'm like, great, right? Like, we all get to understand our own experiences and and figure out what works for us. And I think that's, it, it just continues that, that conversation that, that the boxes that we want to be able to have in order to understand each other, which is a very uh, natural thing to do as the human animal that we are, <laughs> right. but also we can get stuck in it in ways that are really harmful, right? Like, I don't, I don't ever want to use the term queer for someone who that doesn't feel good to, right? Like, just like I wouldn't want to call someone trans who doesn't want to be called trans or, right, whatever it is. Well, um, yes. And I think, yeah, in, in particular, generationally, right, there's some differences there. And and I think it, it again, brings in that conversation of, like, we got to talk to each other. we got to talk to our people, right? Like, if you're in community or you're wanting to be in community with LGBTQ folks, then it's really important to actually ask the questions. And not just. LGBTQIA plus folks, everybody, right? Like, why aren't we having the conversations that say, yeah, let's ask each other's pronouns. Let's talk about what does gender mean in our identity. Let's talk about what words work for you, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I do let's sense. Be and I saw, <laughs> yeah, and I do sense, and I saw that I saw that with P Flag when it was a co-chair for P Flag, and people that don't know P Flag's parents and friends of gays and lesbians. Uh, which is expansive. So, you know, that was the way it was started many years ago, but it now includes all of the community, um, and always did. It just we didn't have we didn't have all those uh, those letters grew as we learned about each other. And I and I saw that I had that conversation. I think a few years back with a teenager, and you know, because they were they were saying, well, the way I describe myself to my friends is I just tell them. I'm a queer, and that can mean a lot of different things, but it, I know what it means to me. And then, like you just said, that prompts deeper questions. <laughs> I mean, I, that prompts exploration. And I said then, I said, well, some people think that that's, you know, a derogatory term, you know, or it has at times been used in a derogatory way. And they were like, well, I love it, and it's who I am. And it's like, okay, well, then then, then be that, that, you know, I don't want to take that away from you that you're You've grown up in a generation where that that means something more directly to the word's definition than when it was used in the years past as a smear. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And I think similarly, right? I I think the thing that gets that can get tender, I would say, is the way that even within. LGBTQ plus community, we can get defensive, right? Because 
all of us have experienced a lot of being shut down or not being able to embody who we are. So I think sometimes I've seen dynamics, right, where someone will say, say in terms of the use of the word queer, like someone who really identifies with it and someone who really doesn't, and that being like a source of contention, right, versus a source of being able to be like, wow, let's look at the ways that that we have shifted and grown and the ways that like, our stories of of the people who lived before us, what their stories were and, and how that influenced who they show up as and how they identify in the world and how that changes over time, right? Like yeah. to be in it with curiosity versus with this like, well, now we have this contentious piece in and of our own community, right? Which happens. Oh, yes. You know, and I've watched over the years, the back of years ago here in the Inland Northwest when we were planning Pride events, and I was, I was happy the way the community re- responded to it. But literally there was, we were getting, you know, we were around the time of year that we would start to plan the Pride and having different gatherings. And, and we only have a couple, you know, uh, places here where that we were welcomed at that point where we could go and be. So one of those places, someone made some flyers and put them up and then distributed, because back before we had the social media the way we do, and then distributed those flyers in different places that were LGBT. And the flyer was, we should meet and decide, do we want to have transgender people and quote unquote extreme people or people that might uh, display themselves in different ways that we're not as happy with. So basically broke down to, we think there should be a separate pride for the quote unquote normal gays and lesbians and then a different prize for the transgenders and the drag queens and the all the and we were, and I will say that 98% of the community we got together and the and they literally wanted to vote and the vote was like 98.5% keep it the way it is <laughs> no we're all one group we're all one family we might not we may have differences between us and who we are and how we identify or how we experience our life but by gosh we need each other we can't start splitting each other off that's not going to work for any of us because it just like in life itself, when someone is discriminated against in a group or a country or a part, you know, under whoever it is, whatever, you know, that's what we saw happen in Germany. We've seen it happen in many of the different countries in the world now where they will marginalize a certain gender or they will marginalize a certain population. And at first you go, well, that's not me. (laughs) Cool marginalize those people, discriminate those people. That's not me. Folks, it works its way up. <laughs> if you allow discrimination, if you allow racism, if you allow a group to be hurt because of any of the reasons, you are just a stone's throw away from yourself being thrown into that same group. What are some things, and we'll start with you, Adam, because you've been a little quieter. What are some things that people you would think, you know, like as you went through it, you said when you did come out, it was quite a journey, and there were those that were definitely discriminatory. If there's people out there and they want to understand and they want to be a good friend, a good family member, uh, respectful, compassionate, what are some what are some things that you can you would you would pass on to them? Well, I think respecting people's pronouns 
and uh, just in general, their identities um, and being willing to learn and understand about your loved one or whatever um, makes a huge difference, especially um, like with being F to M and stuff like that. Like I feel like um, the best thing someone could do for that is just be respectful of how you how they identify and um, use the correct pronouns and um, just be willing to listen and understand. And that's a big piece, being willing to listen and understand, yes. have some compassion. You know. Uh, yes. Yeah. What about you, Otto? Yeah. Um... Goodness, I think I have a lots of thoughts on this. This is definitely part of part of my realm and my work now as I uh, am in the role as a therapist and kind of working with folks, primarily queer community, um, but also playing with kind of like how do I how do I reach in my work for for the families and the communities who want to be supportive and um, well, Charles, you mentioned that I'll be back in a couple of weeks, so I'll, I'll keep you all posted how that goes and what I'm playing with in that realm. But I think there's so much in this about how do we approach um, being being in relationship when we feel like we don't understand. And I think the thing that I would offer first is to slow down. I think that one of the things that we get caught in, and I say this as someone who exists in in identities that hold privilege, right, in my positionality, I am a white person existing in this country, which means I have a lot of privilege. Um, and, and there are other ways that that exists for me. But in my own learning, um, from a position where I hold access to more power due to the way that society treats me, it's been learning and understanding that I actually need to slow down, I need to stop, I actually need to listen more, and that I need to reach for ways to learn that are not directly by the people who I want to be supportive to, right? So, for example, if... I have questions about uh, for my straight and heterosexual and cis community. If we were to flip this and totally switch around and say we're here as the as the folks who <laughs> get it in this world and are existing, if I wanted to ask them questions or understand more about them, I wouldn't go to them, right? I would actually seek sources maybe that they put out there, but that I don't need to go to my friend and say, hey, tell me about what this being cis means. I want to understand more, right? It's an option, but I think oftentimes, especially when it's people that we're close to, it's really easy for us to ask questions or dig in ways that end up feeling really hurtful and harmful. And so sometimes it's actually really important to first say, okay, what are ways that I can reach and try to learn a bit myself before I go into that conversation with my loved ones. So I already have at least enough understanding of 
of trying to slow down enough that I don't cause harm, which might even be asking, can I talk to you about your gender? And it's okay if you don't want to, because I understand that that's a world you exist in every day and I'm still learning. Right. Right. Um, Get that permission that the person feels comfortable. Yeah. Get permission and seek sources. There's incredible resources out there about understanding gender identity, understanding sexuality, and, and the thing that I would say about those the most is seek ones that are actually created by folks in the LGBTQIA plus community. Don't seek ones that are not sourced from folks in the community because that offers a lot of uh, possibility for harm. Um, but, but like you said, you talked about PFLAG, right? Like seek out PFLAG, P- seek out the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, seek out goodness gracious, the resources on social media are all over the place now. There's books, right? So I think... It's come a long way. Yeah, and and put the work in, right? Like, I think think there's a perception that, you know, you can have someone in your family or have, have one person you talk to and then you kind of get it. And I'm like, when, for us in community, as as LGBTQIA plus folks, in particular in relationship to gender and gender identity, we often go through whole whole expansiveness of exploration or trying to understand ourselves or learning, right? And like, you can't just go from, I don't really know anything about this to, oh, I've got one person, that means I can, I can understand, I can talk to them about it, right? Like, we have to teach ourselves, we got to learn and being willing to acknowledge and accept that what you might need to be first is actually just doing your own learning and being quiet and listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. As a starting point, there's definitely more thoughts there, but that's a starting point. <laughs> and and yeah. definitely what Adam says as well, in terms of being respectful and like using the language people want for themselves. And right. Like those we're down to our like one Oh one, be a decent human being to people you want to be around, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there's a big difference. And, you know, one of the things uh, that's recently come out by some of the people that are really being hateful and really being mean, and they, either they, and I assume they, they, they must not understand or they wouldn't be acting the ways they're acting, but now you have even some politicians and religious leaders that are going, you know, well, I'm, you know, my pronoun is dog or my pronoun is star or my pronoun is, you know, and they're making fun of it. And the thing is that they're, they're making fun of it and they have zero understanding about what they're talking about or they wouldn't be talking so ignorant. You know, it's, and it's, and they think it's funny. And the fact that they think it's funny shows a complete lack of respect. And I know people, and I know you've talked about it, Adam, and I'm sure you've gone through it on as well, that the, people that literally purposely will not respect your pronouns, <laughs> will not respect. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they think it's funny or they think it's somehow because they're going to say it this way and they're not going to respect you, then somehow that changes you in some way. It doesn't change you. It's hurtful. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's just like for me when, it, you know, when, it, and it's, again, what people in your friends and family or your groups can come to you and say different things. And they basically 
end up, like you said, they, they, could, they, they don't mean to, but they can end up bothering you or end up making you think that you have to speak like I have to speak for all bisexual people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I'm not, and, and even in bisexuality or pansexuality, there's a lot of spectrum and a lot of what that means for people. Some people are 10% gay. Some people are 50. Some people are 70. Some people are 100. You know, it's like, and so, so I, number one, I can't speak for all of them. And another thing that I went through was people talking about, there were people in my lives that knew, and I knew, that I had been abused as a child. And even for myself, when I was first doing my studies to become a counselor and a hypnotherapist, part of the thing is we had to put in hours and, and, and uh, where we were supervised and we worked with other people. And the, I was at the same time was going through my own counseling, dealing with uh, working through those struggles and thoughts. And so with my counselor, who was a pastor, I want to say, um, he was so good and, and, so I said, you know what? I said, I understand. And I said, I'm saying this in the privacy of the session because I'm afraid to say out loud because I don't want to just anyone to hear me and feel like I'm discriminating against them because I know that there's many people that are gay, lesbian, bisexual, and pansexual that weren't abused. But at the same point, I can't help but wonder if maybe because of my abuse is why I'm open to this or why this, maybe if that door hadn't been open, I wouldn't feel this way. And he did the most amazing and therapeutic thing that ever happened. He said, you know what, you have some hours to do for your, would you like to come be a co-facilitator for a group that I have that is male survivors of uh, adolescent sexual abuse? I said, I said, he said, I think it could be good for you to be in there and learn. And I think, I think that you have some things to share. So we got in this group of about literally almost 60 uh Men and he started purposely on the other side of me and had people go around the uh, spectrum and you know the circle and those they could not if they didn't want to but if they wanted to they could say a brief you know here's what I went through here's what I've experienced and then what is your sexuality you know like how do you identify mm-hmm. well if that room if it came around to me there had been one person that had identified as gay and one person that identifies by every single one of the rest of them identified as being heterosexual. And I was almost in tears when it came to me because I knew what he just did. He just let go of a burden I held on for all my life that maybe I wouldn't be if this, and then here I am with this group realizing, nope, because only three people out of 60 (laughs) And some of these people went through far more abuse than I did. It didn't change their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it, I told them that afterwards. I said, you gave me so much healing. <laughs> you gave me so much healing today. Because I had been for years fighting myself and fighting who I was, thinking that if I embraced this part of myself, I was embracing these awful things that happened to me. And you just set me free of that. Mm-hmm. You know? And... The same is true, and that, that's why, you know, they've done studies about, uh, and I think they're fascinating, you know, families, because now it's, you know, we've had longer periods of time. Families that have trans or lesbian or gay parents, et cetera, and, you know, what's the percentage of those that turn out? You know, you'd think if it was just exposure, then then 90% of kids raised by gay parents would be gay. Guess what? Not a thing. Right. Not a thing. Right. Doesn't happen. <laughs> Doesn't happen. 
not not even in the tiniest bit. It goes around, it gets about the same percentage. And even sometimes in that one of the studies I read from just a few years ago, they asked kittens, you know, had an asterisk and said, you know, we're not, they were not saying the opposite is true, but honestly, in this particular sampling we did, about 7% identified as opposed to the 10% average. We're not claiming that that makes, you know, <laughs> just this particular right. sample that we had. Um, and uh, the same is, is true of transgender. Many people think, well, you know, anyone can think it or explore it. Yes, we are in a world where you can explore all of who you are and you can think about different things. I had several family members when they were younger. Matter of fact, one of my nephews one time brought over some friends and he was like, Charles, just to let you know, we all identify as bisexual. And I'm like, but I knew my nephew. And I'm like, but are you though? And then he was like, well, no, but we de- we decided if we all just say we're bisexual, then people will leave alone our friends that are gay because it'll be like, hey, we're all a little bit gay. And I'm like, well, I appreciate the thought. However, <laughs> let's let's find a different way to support your friends rather than saying you're something that you're not. So it might not be as helpful as you think, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, someone in the in the room is saying, you're born with whatever sexuality you identify with. Yes, that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I think I know that person that's in the room right now. <laughs> You've also had someone who's been a little bit of a agitator, but we're just ignoring. Um, anything that you two would like to add tonight before we close up that you think that, and I know Autumn, and if I heard you right, so we are going to be together on the something coming up in December. <laughs> Something. I think I had the seventh down, but the ninth could be we'll figure it out and make it happen. It is the seventh that we talked about. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk where we're going to explore more. But it, it, uh, any more that either one of you would like to share tonight? We'll start with you, Adam. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean... I don't know. Um, I just, it's really important for people to be aware of uh, people's differences and uh, just try to be compassionate and understanding um, of other people, no matter what gender or otherwise, Um, just in general. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah, you can never go wrong with that one. You know, and it is the number one commandment for those that, you know, it's one of the things that have become so, you know, I also identify as myself as Christian Buddhist Druid, and there's, and there are Christians out there that embarrass me, and I think embarrass Christ because Christ says to love everyone, to love you know, to love each other as much as I slash God loves you. And in his lifetime, he spent his time loving on everybody that everybody at the time said were the people not to love. (laughs) And uh, so there is, if you can just live by that simple principle, and if somebody is different, then, you know, understand 
reach out. Pray about it if you need to, you know, but understand that what we're all humans and we're all going to experience things differently. And the more that we understand about each other, the more that we have that respect and that compassion. And I like what Autumn said too. ask if somebody's willing to be used in the, you know, like they want to answer those questions. If they want. There are many, and especially, and we didn't get as much of that into there today, but I, there are some, I have a trans friend that I ask, and, and I, I have asked him a few times about helping with different things or helping with clients that might be going through some things that I knew that they might, because they're a counselor and therapist as well. And interestingly enough, and not, I'm not saying that interesting enough, like in a, one thing that she shared with me is back a, a few weeks ago was, Charles, I've, I, res, I respect the people that work in the community and that are out there and being who they are. I have gone through my transition. I have spent many years as an advocate. I still remain an advocate, but I'm now living my life as a woman. And I'm, I'm taking, I no longer want to be a mentor. I no longer want to be, I want to be seen and heard and understood as a woman and not a trans person. Is that okay? And I said, yep, yeah, that's totally okay. And I get it. And I'm sorry. And so it goes to Adam's point. Not everybody wants to be, you know, they, and, and again, I know this person has done wonderful works over the years and fully respect her right to say, and now, I'm done with that part. <laughs> like if, 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 if the need really comes back, but there's a whole new generation and they're doing really well with it, I want to go live and be who I am. Okay. Perfect. Autumn, anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, I think I'd just like to, well, appreciate both of you and having conversation tonight. I think like, yeah, what I'd love to, like, offer for folks listening is that reminder of, like, that always needs to be said for us of, like, there's people out there who got you, whether you know them or not. Like, you're not alone, that's for sure. And, yeah, for folks in community, like, reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to Adam. Reach out to Charles. Reach out to whoever you find um, seek out support, have conversations, right? Like it's been so lovely to get to chat with both of you. And, and I think for me, there's something about like being able to have conversations about being part of the LGBTQIA plus community. That's like sweet. Right. And like, there was a long, long time in the history of all of our ancestries of, of being in the community that we didn't get to talk, right? Or we didn't get to speak our truth or feel seen or heard. And so even just having a conversation with a friend who gets it, right? Like I think anyone who's had that opportunity knows how good it can feel. So reach for each other and for folks who, yeah, want to understand and love us well, do your homework. It's really important. Don't put that labor on us. And also if you approach us with, the respect that Adam's talking about and also with the openness that I think I hear a lot in the way that you speak, Charles, of like that curiosity and that like, yeah, where are you right now? Okay. And like holding that and, and allowing for those 
boundaries that might come up of like, I don't actually want to talk about this with you. I love you. And like, I don't want to talk about my queerness or my sexuality or whatever it is. Right. That like that can allow for more ability for us to have conversations with you when we feel ready or we want to. Right. And yeah, powerful. And just to let everybody know, too, right in the show's description, we have Autumn Star, therapist, practitioner, efficient, awesome human. You can learn all about Autumn and the services they offer at www.autumnstar.com. Adam Bodie, activist, father, spiritual facilitator, artist. He has his Adam Bodie Artworks on Instagram and Diamond Artworks Collective, as well as his Facebook page. For us, you can send us an email to relaxletgob at gmail.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. We ask that you keep it respectful and honoring of each other. We can have a discussion without being hurtful and mean. <laughs> um, and, and if you want some, if you're out there listening and you're even around the world and you're not sure in your part of the world or what might be available, please reach out to me. Reach out to Adam. Reach out to Autumn. We have some resources we could help you with. There are some places that you could connect with, some Facebook pages. If you're, if you're in a different country that doesn't allow it, if you are in a country that has a PFLAG, Parents and Friends of Gays and Lesbians, it's a powerful organization that, and, and our PFLAG, our PFLAG here has a lot of what we call PFLAG moms and dads that when their kids, there are many, unfortunately, even to this day, I have a, a friend of mine who lives not far from me, and she, her house, her kids have long grown up. She now allows kids that have been kicked out by their families to come live with her. And I, I got a hold of her a few months ago because I knew someone was looking, and she was full. And I'm like, you're full? It's 2022, and you're full? Oh, my gosh. You know, so sometimes you can't, within your family or friend circle, it's not there. So if you can reach out to a local PFLAG chapter, what was the one you mentioned, Autumn, the uh, education part? Yeah, um, they go by GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, and they're more in schools and whatnot, but so any resources around education stuff or resources around, like, if you need to be addressing discrimination in your school system, right? Things like that is more the realm that they're in as well. Okay. Helping people that are, and I know people have gone through that, both with their children or themselves. I know people, like you mentioned, being homeschooled. I know people that are currently homeschooling their kids because of the discrimination there, trans or LGBTQI clients were, or kids were having. Well, I thank you both so much tonight for being on, for sharing your truth. Um, I think the world needs it more than ever to understand that we all are human and and we all have different ways of being who we are. And the more that we have those conversations and we allow ourselves to learn rather than just uh, listen to the discrimination, hateful rhetoric that's out there. Um, it's just like one of my friends recently that... Uh, has both Purple Hearts for service in the service. They made the transition within the service itself, within their unit, within their command. Everyone was welcoming. Everyone, no one skipped a beat. But yet, then they came. You know, they became discriminated against in a bigger way. You know, by being 
told, okay, now you have to leave the service, even though you've been in the service for all these years and you've done all these things and you've won all these awards and your, your, your command loves you and your fellow uh, service people love you and your unit loves you, but, you know, for discriminatory reasons, now you can't be a part of that anymore. And it's, it's you know, it's, you know, it's frightening. We are in a world where there is definitely a battle going on between love and hate. And I love that both of you have shared today that it really comes down to loving and compassion for each other. And and when somebody's different, you don't understand. Uh, educating yourself, as Autumn said, reaching out to resources, and then and then reaching out to that person, but in a respectful and honoring way, and asking them if this is something they feel comfortable talking about <laughs> or sharing, um, and understanding that most of us don't want to become your only resource. We have other things that we do. <laughs> we don't mind being helpful, but... <laughs> well, Thanks thank for having so us much. on, Charles. Thank you, and uh, we'll have you back on. We'll, we'll chat between now and then, Autumn, and, and I'm excited about the 7th. Adam, always a big part. You've been helped out on many shows. Thank you for being with us tonight. Sorry we had that glitch in the beginning. Glad we got it cleared up because you had a lot of good things to share. Yes. Thank you, Charles, for having me on the show tonight. Thank you both. And with that, beautiful peoples, we hope you've learned some things. You've got some resources to reach out to us here. Also, always give out, I always give out a shout-out to Elizabeth DeFreyas, and I think I just accidentally uh, disconnected the other two. Oh, no, before the end of the show. But that's okay. I'm sorry about it. Um, They'll be able to listen to the ending when they later. Thank you, my friends. I'm going to let the music play us out. We're not doing a med- guided meditation tonight. On Friday, on Friday, family and friends connection, love and meditation. We're going to do a special meditation that you can share with all of your friends and family on this holiday weekend of connecting and celebrating the love you feel with those you love the most. That's going to be on this uh, Friday night. Uh, if you do want to do uh, private sessions, with me, you can also send an email to the RelaxLetGoB at gmail.com and say, hey, Charles, I'm interested in private sessions. We do have a special that's going on through the end of, uh, through uh, Small Business Saturday, so through the end of this week, through Saturday the 26th, where we've got a special on private session packages. Uh, reach out and we'll share those. We want to thank uh, Elizabeth DeFreyas and her beautiful music, and we're going to let some of her music play us out tonight as well, a special, it's a nice, nice way to end. It's called Gather Unto Unity, and it's a beautiful, let's gather unto unity, my friends, together. Have a beautiful holiday week with your friends and family. Love each other, respect each other, and thank you for those that have been part of the uh, our conversation in the chat room. We've had some really supportive people. We've had some people that have asked me questions and some that are uh, been slightly mean, but uh, you know what? Be who you are. Um, all I want is for everyone to have love and have a beautiful holiday. And even those that don't understand that might be being a little bit, uh, not even maybe realizing, right? They're just owning their truth for the moment. Hopefully, what part of what we shared today will inspire you to dig deeper into 
loving your fellow human beings. I love you, my friends. We're going to let this Elizabeth's beautiful music play us out. And you can listen to her music anytime you want at Heart Sounds by Elizabeth. Beautiful heart music, beautiful sounds to use for your prayers, your meditation, your spiritual experiences. I love you, my friends. We will be back with you on Friday for our Friday night spiritual night. Have a beautiful holiday.